How you call him? Um, we have one host option today. Greg is gone AWOL, but nevertheless the show goes on. Uh, we will be joined by two guests today, but for the moment we just have the one. Just myself, yeah. yeah. We're joined by Hodge Henry, VP for Welfare and Equality in the DC. Let's see if Hodge, alright? Not too bad, that's how we have me on. No Hello. So, Hodge, uh, it's not the first attempt we've had at this. No, no, I think. <laughs> so, uh, what was the thought when I asked you to come on about a few weeks ago? Well, the first time it was due to the snow, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. the first time was with. Um, it was kind of exciting. There was, not, there was actually posters around. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cute. <laughs> we were, um, <coughs> uh, it was kind of our first, like, quote unquote, big interview. Yeah. Not just uh, a couple of our friends that we decided to throw on. You've, you've um, outshined us since then. <laughs> you've had the two Johnnies, you've had Ross. Who else have yeah. you had? Uh, that's it so far, but we have. We More have in the works. More in the works. Oh, okay. So <laughs> not going to give anything away. But yeah, when, when I approached you to come on, what was the initial thought? Uh, it was nice. It was At first, I, was, I don't know why, I think I was kind of nervous. I think this year, any time I'm asked to do an interview, I'm always nervous because I'm like, you will be the one who tries to throw me out of the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that, that's a big thing we've found actually that a lot of um, in contact with contacting guests, they're, they're kind of worried about what we're yeah. going to ask. Yeah, we're, 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 we're just a couple of first years, like, it's... Not yet, like... But then, but then, then when we actually like you kind of discuss some of the questions or like the, the games or whatever, then they're like, oh, this would be fun. This would be very, very fun. Yeah. And then obviously the first time it was cancelled due to the weather. Yeah. Ah, uh, sure. We we have you here now. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, week week eleven. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> we arrived. Um, we are we are going to be joined in time by Hodge's colleague in the SU and President Mr. Martin, who's at the meeting at the moment. So we'll busy man. Hmm? He's a busy man. He's busy man. So we'll crack on. Uh, Podge, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, give a little bit of a backstory where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, Podge Henry, I think I, I think half the university don't actually know my real name, which is Podrick Henry. Well, well, yeah, Podge um, is the a, lot, a lot of people don't actually know my actual name. So, Podrick Henry, uh, I'm 23 years of age, from Clara, County Offaly, Brian Cowantown, or Shane Larry Town, depends how you look at the economy. Are you good friends with Brian, yeah? Uh, no. <coughs> no he's, he, me and him don't, don't see eye to eye. <laughs> I think me, him, the whole country don't see eye yeah, um, I know Shane Larry is from there as well. Um, I came to GCU in 2015. Yeah, 2015 or 2015-16 was my year one. Yes, yeah. communications graduate. So why on earth would you do communications? Um, to be honest, I don't. The funny thing was, I actually didn't want to come to Dublin. All my friends were going to um, Limerick and Sligo. That's kind of where like your school always has a main cohort. Yeah. So mine was Limerick and Sligo, um, or Galway really, and that's where I wanted to go with my friends. And man was like, nah, because like, I wanted to do like business or something, I was like, you're not doing that. I was like, like you can't control me, I'm a free man. Nice. And she goes, yeah, well, I can control you when I'm paying for the education, and I was like, fair. Yeah, <laughs> so she was like, no, because in fairness, she was like, let me just pick your course, and I was like, you know what, fine, whatever. And then she picked communications for me, and I remember when I actually got Dublin, I was really pissed off, because I just didn't want to go to Dublin. <laughs> and then... Funny enough, and I hate to admit it, and she always grinned, but she was 100% right. It's just, I think it was just a course that really suited me as regards, you know, you have to have not really a certain personality, but a certain kind of interest. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. As you know yourself, like FM or stuff, like, you want to kind of get, get out there. Media is where I want to go in the future. Um, like television, uh, kind of in front of the camera, like presenting. Funnily enough, um, well, I ended up in communications, but uh, <coughs> Dublin, I kind of came the long way around because. Like yourself, I was going to go where most of my friends are going, which was uh, either Limerick or Cork. Yeah. So a lot of my friends, I have 
15 different friends doing business in the UL in such a big board. Um, but I think a couple of days before the CA will close, I changed all my courses to all Dublin. Really? Um, yeah. Um, Why? Uh, I don't know. I just I think I prefer Dublin just as a place in general. Mm. Um, I, I hate the idea of coming to Dublin. Like, really? I, I hate it. I, did, I despise it. I just didn't want. Now I didn't really know much of DCU, and I think my idea of Dublin was if I was in Trinity, the idea that you're in the city. Yeah. Whereas like DCU, you know, it has its like, own community. It has. Mm. It's not in the city, and, and it's not too big like UCD. So I do forever grateful that I'm here but at the time Dublin was just not on my list at all you know and, <coughs> and one of the things was like um, I wanted to kind of prove that I could go out without needing to be surrounded by pre-existing friends in college mm. trying to go out and uh, make, make new ones which I have thankfully and so yeah I think coming to Dublin was a good decision yeah. what, what do you it was actually quite a simple decision my brother went to Dublin and uh, one time she was like where should I go to college I'll go to Dublin Grand. <laughs> um, so do you actually do you get home much with the, with your job? Not really. When I was in first and second year, I'd say when I went home every weekend, I had a job. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and much like yourself, actually, <clears throat> there's only two people in my year who went to Dublin. I went to DCU, and um, I'm always grateful that I actually came by myself because I made so many so many new friends. Yeah. Um, and because I never, I never really wanted to come home because a lot of people stay up during the weekend. But, but first and second year, I had to because I had a job. But then when I got to third year last year, um, because I was the last one my family left in college and it was final year, and my mom didn't know how easy communications was. She was like, look, <laughs> if you need to study and stay up during the weekends, you can. And I said, thanks, I'm so stressed with all this work. <laughs> so I stayed up a good bit last year, but I, but this year I, I, I've stayed home three times since June, maybe. Yeah, and I, mean, I only live an hour and ten minutes away. That's probably like... Christmas and yeah, Christmas, Halloween, and then I was home last weekend, just gone by. I've actually, yeah, three. But my family comes to Dublin a little bit too, though. I have a lot of family up in Dublin, and my mum's, like, my mum is from Dublin, so I'd often see my family, and um, it's just I never bother going home. Actually, my mum was strictly against me coming to Dublin purely because of the cost of it, in terms of time. Fair, that is fair. But yeah. I, I made the <coughs> adamant point that we have many connections. In uh, in Dublin, where I could find accommodation. And are you in Larkfield, are you? Oh no, I'm living in Diggs. Oh. So yeah. actually, he's in Clontarf and Dunkarn, and it was actually through my mum that I managed to find my Diggs. So I was actually proven right in the end. Yeah. Um, it's just like a foreground for the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh George, let's yeah. yeah we, we know all about the accommodation crisis at the moment. Yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that. Maybe we'll discuss it in that. How was first year uh, getting into Dublin and just adapting to the whole? It was funny enough. I, I adapted very, very fast. I know, like even years. Well, I would say, for example, the Gaelic talk is a perfect example. When I went to the Gaelic talk, I went to learn six times. But the first year, I went by myself. And I'd say by day two, I would be very friendly with people. I, I always, I'm never really shy to make friends. And um, I suppose as I got older, maybe not. I'd be a little more shy than when I'm younger, because you just run in there. But like for the most part, I'm, I'm quite easy to make friends with people. I, I never really, I have no issue getting outside my comfort zone. So I think it was. Like the first few weeks of first year was probably one of the best few weeks I've ever had because you're meeting so many new people and it's college, you have so much more freedom and when you get your timetable for communications, you're like, what <laughs> is this? And like you spend nine hours a day in secondary school and this is this is for the week and then, yeah. you know, clubs and socks came around and, you know, you got, I would have been kind of involved in MPS at first year, not so much second year or third year, but, but first year I would have been involved in MPS and then like there's a few other society events and stuff and big bar of steel and it was just so... It was so different because there wasn't that routine and back in the awfully 
wasn't so much bar when you played football there was nothing else to do and you know there's so much opportunity here and so I, I, I loved it. I think yeah, I think that's one of the main uh, attractive points to BCU is that there's so many ways you can mm. oh, so yeah. just So many different things to do as well. Oh, yeah. So so many um so how did you find communications then as a whole? Uh I really enjoyed it. I, I well there was a brief period in at the end of second year, just before the summer of second year when I was going into third year, and I actually emailed Neil Boyle and Mark Maloney wondering could I actually transfer into second year multimedia. So I would have had to essentially repeat the year, but I wanted to. I think that was just because I, I was very, I really liked videography at the time, and I thought multimedia would be the best one for me. But in hindsight, it wasn't. I really liked communications because I, I do actually like the theory. I think some of it's actually interesting. Hmm. I, I'm not academic whatsoever. So I struggled doing assignments, but when you're in the lectures, you know, this is kind of cool and this is, this is kind of interesting. And I think what, what really, the best thing about it is that you can, you can broad out so, you know, just it's so broad afterwards, like you can go into so many different areas from communications, from like film, television, production, to like marketing, um, advertising, to HR, or to PR, and there's so many different ways you can, routes you can go down, so. Yeah, definitely. It really is. And, but it, the funny thing is, that's one of the toughest courses to get a 1 1. No one in my you got a 1 1. And the year before that, three people, and this is a course of 100 people, got a 1 1. It's one of the toughest courses in DCU to get a 1 1. In. And uh, a lot of people kind of take the pace with communications because there's so less hours. It's kind of, there's a, per, uh, a thought around it that it's easy. A stereotype, yeah. No. Yeah, a stereotype <coughs> that it's easy. But it, at the end of the day, like last year was 450 points, this year is 410 points. That's no mean feat to get. No, not, not. You need to put in work. And I can also see, like, from from my um, kind of, from my point of view, there was from my year, anyways. There's, I think there's two types of people for communications. Um, well, three. There's the people who don't do anything, and then there's those who actually spend a lot of time in the library and study quite academically and try to get the one. And then there's those who do enough to do well, but are more focused on the like scrubs and socks side, the, the practical mm. experience, which is really, really, really. A key if you want to go future, for example, if you want to go into radio, you need to do stuff like this. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, I, I think we I'd say three to four into that category. Yeah, exactly. And, and that you know, that you get you're so involved and you're doing so much like you're nearly in college longer than people who are doing really, really tough degrees because yeah. you're constantly doing things with Definitely this, this semester is like <coughs> not much college work, not no. much attendance, but like we've been busy. No. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the thing is it's funny like Okay, we might not go to many lectures, but we still do manage to get work done, and we have an understanding of it. Like, like in communications, I don't know what it's like in other courses. It's probably probably not the exact same. But with communication lectures aren't to be all and end all, and there's a lot of room for interpretation and your own bar practical mm. stuff. Bar practical yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. But um, like, let's say you're writing an essay, like it's not completely necessary that you go to the lecture that's covering that topic. I mean, you can do your own mm. research. And mm. You can. Do well yourself, I say. Um, so, Podge, when did the thought of SU come about? So, SU was, <coughs> but a man who who likes attention, but like likes to be in the kind of limelight. Um, I'm very kind of awkward when it comes to one to one attention. I don't like you know making. I don't like doing stupid things, even though I have. But I, like I love like being on stage and stuff like that. I remember the first year when I came to the SU and did, you know you go to the orientation talk. And um, Kenneth Brown was, was the SU president for me, and you're looking at them and you're like, oh my god, that's what I want to be in three years' time. So in the first year, I always thought I'd love to be the president, but I think that was just more for the, I think that was probably because, oh, like, this is unreal, you get to speak in the in the helix, and that was the only reason why. Then second year, the idea of the SU, like, repulsed me, I just 
didn't want any of that because I kind of found out that there's a bit of work I wanted to do. And then at the summer of second year, just before the exam in second year, I would have had a quite a difficult time kind of personally in college and didn't really know what to do and and unfortunately I didn't actually go to the library office at the time, but I had friends who were gonna help me to it and family and that, that and then I remember that and like so on and then in third year I kind of revisited the idea of the SU because I would have seen Cody do a lot of work of what he did and, and so I think I revisited it with no intention to be the present um, because I just didn't really want that yeah. centrepiece and then when I seen what Cody did and I seen what the welfare job entailed and like you're constantly having people and you're on the ground quite a lot and that's when I said that I think that's the role I want to be in so I rang him up um, one day it was actually January 22nd uh, last year because that's, that's or sorry February 22nd that's when the results came out exams and I called him up and I was like oh look I'm thinking of going for this role and they told me what it was about and it sounded very very difficult but but I there's one or two that I didn't enjoy but a lot I liked I'd say 90% of it mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the one I want to be in and that position that you obviously hold now is that the only one that you had on the money you ever considered um, I didn't know what engagement development really did and, and in hindsight I, I would have considered that I still would have went for the right role but I would have considered engagement development uh, president no I, I, I've quickly wouldn't want that, especially because everything rests on your shoulders as a president, and, and sometimes I can go a bit wild that I need someone to like reel me back in, and that's what Niall does. And then academic affairs, I met up with James only here to ask about it, but like the second we start talking about it, I was like, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> not for me. And then what's left? Educational placement, sure, I can't really, I don't communications, yeah. I can't really talk about any uh, placement. Uh, so no, that welfare was always going to be the one I, I think I went for. And um, what would you say are the best and worst aspects of Oh, that is a tough one. Um, I think one of the best things is you usually end up helping at least one person a day, whether it's small mm. or, or big. And, and there's often times where, like, and there that's nearly the best, like mentally, because or sometimes the job gets very, very difficult. But you're sitting there, or at least I help that person. And, and like, it, it's a thankless job at times, and understandably so, because you'd have people coming to like myself with, with a casework I'd call it you know whatever it may be mental health finance and we can't solve it we're a signpost service we give advice and we help them but we're signpost service so you'd expect it not to be a thankless job because they're leaving their office leaving their office and they still have a good way to go yeah. mm -hmm. you know and I'd never expect anyone to be like oh thanks so much because and although I might feel good that I kind of help them I know that they still have a long road to go but there's every now and then where you get like a thank you card or something yeah. and that's that's really nice mm -hmm. um, and then it's fun it's fun being like you know asked to do all the events and, and you know still being heavily involved in public societies and still having the opportunity to get engaged with the ECU um, and I think the worst part of the jobs are the first part of the job is I suppose those times where you can't have people uh, you come in or, or sometimes it can be very mentally straining on yourself uh, and that's that's where, where it gets really really difficult or you have a lot on your plate and you're doing many things at once and then someone comes into your office and they're the main, you know, they have to be priority. And sometimes it's just very, very, very stressful. And when it's, <coughs> when it gets really busy and really stressful, how do you relax or just kind of chill out? Or I don't. Uh, <laughs> I does, think... Does the job end when you leave the door in the SU or do you carry it with you? No, that, 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 I think that's one of the biggest things that, especially for welfare, um, especially for welfare, is that it never ends. Like I, at the start of the year, we're given a work phone. So you have a personal phone and a work phone. In the first month of when students were back, I haven't used my personal phone since. It's all my work phone is my phone now. Mm -hmm. it, it never ends. There's constant things to do. You're constantly writing to people. It's constant emails, and, and you can never really unwind properly. 
Uh, I suppose things I have done was I kind of forced myself to go to the gym as much as possible this year. And that was very, very beneficial because when you're in there, everything's kind of switched off. And it, although it is only for an hour, at least it's an hour where everything's kind of switched off. Um, and I kind of tried to not go out as much as possible because as much as I could because I'd be afraid that if I, I got into a habit of just constantly drinking, as I said, it's a very, very stressful job and it's an easy kind of easy thing to slip into uh, is going for a few casuals every day. So I try to do little kind of mechanisms to ensure that I do stay on top of things. I think the best thing for me was that I'd done a three-year degree and all of my best friends had done four-year degrees, like actually business. So all my best friends are still in college, which is really, really nice because they're the people who've been here with me since first year. And if I even attempt to talk about the SU, they just like, kind of shut up. Keep you grounded. Exactly. And it's and, and even whether it's because I'm stressed, but I was obviously really upset that it happened. But if it was just because, oh, you never believe what happened today, and they don't, we don't care. And that's great because it means that I'm not constantly talking about the, the SU. You find yourself constantly talking about it when you're here. And that's something Cody and, and every other SU person I've talked to has said, that you constantly find yourself talking about it. I think I can. I mean, it's not comparable really, but with this show, I'm <laughs> constantly talking, whether it's with Gavin or Greg, and it's, oh, this person replied to one of my email, or something like that, or if I'm talking to my friends, and I just said, oh, we got this person for an interview. I think people are sick of it at this stage. That yeah. yeah. Need, need, need a good break at the summer. You can't, help, you can't help it either. It's because it's, yeah. it's what's on your mind. It's mm. because it's what you're doing a lot of. You're working really hard on it. That, like, you, you just kind of find yourself, it's always in the back of your mind. So that's why re I'm really, really grateful that I do still have my friends here, because... And even like for going out or even like for just meeting up and stuff, it, it kind of takes me away from this and it just brings me back to last year or second year or first year, you know? Um, and I suppose we only really have seven days of, uh, well, lectures left yeah. as such. The, uh, the semester's coming to an end. Coming to an end. Do you have any highlights from the semester and the year as a whole? Oh, um, Mental Health Week was definitely a highlight for me, without a doubt. Um, and just from from hearing from other people across campus, especially lectures. And when you hear from lectures, it's great too, um, was that, you know, oh, mental health was fantastic this year. I think it sounds really, really kind of cheesy, but there was, I think it was like three or four weeks after mental health week, I was just walking across campus on a Friday to work, um, and this this young woman, um, I'd say she was 18, 19, uh, very petite, kind of small, look shy, walking in her suitcase. And then she kind of just walks over to me and like looks up really, really shyly and was like, Mental health was really good, congratulations. And I ran off. <laughs> it was just, and it, it was so stupid. But you're yeah. kind of like, but that's four weeks, three, four weeks after this happened, and yeah. there's mm. still being talked about. So that was, that was kind of one of my highlights. Um, hopefully, Dark Little Light will also be a highlight. That's happened on the 12th of May. Um, Meeting Bertie. Meeting Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> I take that photo because I wanted to, I post that photo on purpose for the Instagram. Uh, so I was like, oh, sh I, I didn't get the right pose. Do it again, do it again. Yeah. And he didn't know what was going on. Uh, meeting Bertie was good. I was supposed to meet Bill Clinton, but then I wasn't. So that was actually a disappointment. Um, I don't know. I think yeah, maybe Mental Health Week or potentially... I was actually nominated for a student, an Irish Student Achievement Award with USI for Mental Health Act of the Year. I got the email yesterday. That's cool. That's bad. That's good, yeah. That's, that's, stuff like that, that's nice. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be... Oh, skiing. Skiing was actually, funny enough, was definitely my highlight. Not really, I know it's not really involved in the job, but I went over with the SU... Or, sorry, I went over... And I was part of the SU, and it was a DCU kind of thing, and I was kind of nervous that I'm going to spend my whole time talking about welfare again. But I actually had probably the best week of my life. <coughs> it was, and it was it was with my best friends, and it was so cool, and it was just really really enjoyable.
Right, um, yeah, that's it's been a good solid talk. We're going to take a, a break now and we'll await the arrival of our SC President Lively. So please stay tuned. And we're back on In Conversation with, of course, I'm joined by Gavin. And Hi, that's what we have. A new man in the studio, with the student union president himself, Mr. Niall Bean. Niall, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad now. So I asked Paj at the start of the show, what was the thought when I approached the two of you to come on the show? Well, just from what I've heard about your show, is I wasn't really sure if I was a celebrity or a Joe candidate. <laughs> oh, no, like, see, the thing is, we started off local, like the ECU community, and it was just kind of our friends that we started with, you know, so Billy and Jack. We got our mates Colin and Dylan to come on with us for the broadcast. And then somebody posted the idea of Ross Well, no, Johnny Cooper was yeah. the first the first idea. Um, that fell through, unfortunately. But once I kind of said, "Oh, like Johnny Cooper is really accessible. Why not look further yeah. afield and see what we can do?" But at the same time, like we like it's a show on DCUFM, it's part of DCUF DC community, so um, we're always looking to get people from around college. So. That's that's kind of one of the, the main reasons we wanted to get you on. So um, we we introduced Podge at the start of the show. He uh, told us a little bit about himself. Why don't you do the same? No. Yeah, so um, born and bred in Dublin. don't know if that's a good or bad thing. What uh, Glass Level. About 10 minutes walk from here. Andy. 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 Four minutes for everyone else. 10 minutes yeah, for you. And yeah, went to DCU, studied accounting and finance. Absolutely hated it. Oh really? <laughs> so I just started getting involved in a lot of other different things. Um, dropped out of college, came back to college, and here we are. Now yeah. the President Shinji. So you didn't, you didn't enjoy attending college. No, I, I didn't at all. I think that's probably why I enjoyed college so much, is because I kind of very early on decided that it wasn't really for me. I did an internship, um, just didn't find any love in it at all. But thankfully, I made a lot of friends doing a lot of different society and club things. At some stage, I played rugby. Didn't look like I do now. Um, I was in the NS Society. I was in the start. I was in the fashion show twice. Wow. Again, <laughs> again, massive, massive, uh, massively unexpected. Uh, but a lot of different things like that. Even like the ski trip and a lot of things. I think I think there's so many things in DC you don't really realise, like how uh, or what's on offer. Mm. Just getting yeah, we were saying that earlier. Like everyone's having such busy years, but they're on different things. Yeah, every everyone. And even like just talking to people who might be like, I was talking to people who were in the science faculty yesterday, and like they're so involved in like the science society. Mm. I didn't even know there was one. No. And like they go off and they, <laughs> and they go off and they do their own things. And realistically, unless you talk to those people, you don't realize what they're doing, and how much they're involved and engaged, and the events they put on, or even like the engineering society. You know, the things that you wouldn't really hear of once a year. But there's so many independently run things in this year. I think that's what really makes it special. That's why it'll be deadly for you guys next year in New Hope. Yeah, for us, it's going to be awful. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully it's going to be good by then. Yeah, so Pod said uh, at the start of the show that he first liked the idea of the SU, then hated the idea of the SU, then liked the, S the idea of the SU, and obviously now he's on the SU. So what was the thought process for you? When did you first think this is something that I'm interested in? Oh, I, I'm, a bit of, I'm a bit of a... I am a, I'm a bit of a person who likes to spoof it until I can't, can't spoof it anymore. What I mean by that is like, I'm always like, oh, I could do that. Okay, so like when I when your man was getting up, giving his uh, first year helix talks, Aaron Clark, I was like, why? I, I could easily like I, I want to do I want to do that. I think that I could easily do that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then realistically, I kind of just forgot about it. Went off, went to college, and then suddenly it kind of came back to my head again. And I was like, that actually seemed like a pretty cool, cool gig. And um, I do think that the job is what you make it, but realistically, I went into it completely blind. 
I think this year we kind of found our feet based on the things we did, things we probably didn't do. But uh, and going about it that way, realistically, it is completely what you make it. Yeah, it's, it's a complete learning curve as well. Like you come in here thinking you know everything, and quickly you're shot down. You know, like the perfect example would be my un- amazingly unrealistic manifesto that I had before coming into the job, and I thought I'll do all of this. And then, like after like a week or two in the job, you're just like, oh god. Because I imagine, like, as with anything, you'd have great ideas for what you want your time in the SU to be, but you just get swamped by the day-to-day running of it. I'm curious about this manifesto that was on it. Look, mine was like a very little pod, wasn't it? Very little. Mine was like reduced library fees, which just wasn't impossible at all. So I didn't. I went in with like this would be a great idea, but without any research whatsoever. Uh, actually, one of the campus accommodation is actually something that seems to be possible at the moment, but we're still working on that. But then I think what, what just like, there's, you can go about it but you can go in and your manifesto isn't realistic and you can just sit there and do nothing all year or you can be like right well I can't do that but what can I do and I think that we've proven that this year we've done so many different things we've done so many different like, events so many different projects and uh, people who do know about my manifesto don't care because I made up for the work that, that I said you know we're going to come on to one of those main ones then in a few minutes but uh, uh, Noel I asked Paj this as well uh, best and worst aspects of being a student in business Best aspects is having all power and no question you at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst aspects is uh, college people. <laughs> no, I, I actually think we had a good relationship with college people this year. I think realistically, the worst aspects probably are around individual caseworks like crisis pregnancies yeah. and things you never want to ever deal with. But you just there on your desk, and um, and probably around. Okay, how do, I, how do I get this way politically correct? Um, you don't pick who you work with, probably. So, like everyone's. Is that a shot of pod? It's not. It's <laughs> not a shot of pod. Well, maybe yeah. it, it, everyone's elected separately yeah. by the students. It's not like an environment where there's overall management that look after you. So the relationships you build in the as a sabbatical team really, really uh, are vital. Okay, they're and, vital. But and you're kind of thrown straight into it as well because, like, you know. Like I suppose a little bit in advance, you know, kind of in the middle of the year before when who you're going to be working with. But you don't have a an, an amazing amount of time to establish a relationship, a working mm-hmm. relationship. No, yeah, you are just trying to like you arrive on the twelfth of June and that's it. You're now work colleagues and like less we what a week mm-hmm. with the old team, yeah. and after that week, that was it. We were the new team. No, we, we, you kind of have to slowly. You didn't even know each other that well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have only really known Podge. Yeah, I would have been the kind of I don't know the. the Kind of centre of the web at the start at the start of the term because I would have known Siobhan which was a society I would have known Brendan because I was on the ESOC committee with him and Nile because I was on the ANF committee with him and I knew of Mash due to the fact that all my best friends were Sligo and Mash was Sligo so, so I kind of that, that, that made no difference either Sorry. <coughs> Interruption technical difficulties Yeah uh, Nile you were you were saying there uh, getting thrown straight into BSU Yeah like realistically I think that it, 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 it's a really really good thing at the same time like realistically getting thrown into the deep end is a really good experience because you learn so much quicker mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have learned half the things I'd learned if I hadn't been taught for a year before we came in for the year and I think it's about finding your own niche at the same time mm-hmm. like it's all well and good and um, like learning from the people who go before you but you want to make your own mark I think we've proven that this year that we've done things that no other SUs have done um, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, but we've, we've definitely ventured into doing that. I think that's definitely something that's that's you, n- you need to do. It's key. It's crucial because students are constantly evolving. Students are constantly doing new things, and if you're not kind of keeping up with that, then the SU doesn't really represent the students that's meant to be their members. 
And uh, what would you say have been some of the highlights of the year for you so far? I I really liked the, the Halloween ball that you put on. I think that like it was really really good night, um, and it was because of the fact that it was now hope as well. I think that that for me was good. The Tefl courses that we got on, Mental Health Week. Uh, I really liked. Um, well, Shannon Shakedown is that. Shannon Shakedown, obviously. That's definitely. Which brings us on first. Nice segue there, lads. Yeah, yeah oh. so let, let's chat about it. Um, so, do you want to just give the backstory first before we get into the bones of it? Well, I've got the majority of emails at the start being like, you know, Shannon's where is it? Price. In fact, I live in Shannon myself at the moment, so I would have got the email that says, oh, this is what's going to be next year. And I remember, like, that's not right. And with just a few people talking, like, you know, what the price increase we're going to do. And I thought, right, we're definitely going to do something. So and then actually we just shooting Darren Harper would have been a big help as well at the time mm-hmm. and me, Nine and Aaron drafted an open letter and then we posted the open letter and Aaron made the um, petition and it just blew up. Yeah, it exploded, yeah. Is that just I remember I remember signing it when it was at about two or three thousand and I think from that we realised that this is something yeah. big, this is something that we, we have the potential to do and not just write an open letter about and then you decided to protest. Yeah. And then we we done the first protest and, and unfortunately and I think <coughs> we tried to get media attention. We've got some but not as much as we'd hoped and I think a lot of that was unfortunately in the same day the whole Paddy Jackson court case came yeah. out. So that was where all the media started. So yeah, so we had I mean we thankfully it wasn't just last year as well, we had some major students who were on the team with us and then for the week we kinda of just kept it afloat and then came up with the then decided to do the sleep out. The, the next Thursday and then that's when it just completely like we didn't mm-hmm. even get more media exposure than we did but then from the sleep out just completely blew up and do you have any plans coming up in the future re- regarding the post mm-hmm. Um well I think what we're going to try and do is definitely um, try and find a, find a path in technical or legisl- legislative route because what we have gotten so far is a really good emotive base so mm-hmm. we've gotten people angry we've gotten people Australia this topic we've clearly got a good support support group not like locally and nationally so that's where you start off with whenever you're trying to do a movement what you do next is then you can build on that and say now we're gonna basically attempt to stop the future increases or past increases so the way we're gonna do that is there's there's um legislation where depending on if it's a license or a lease they could technically be breaking the law now obviously it is a long shot but we are gonna this man with a few others are going to have to go to court to battle out these increases um, because they actually live in Chanel. And yeah. um, th- that, that's, the, that's the, the most logical route next time. Other than that, I don't think really see we're going to hear back from Chanel. Yes. They, yeah, their their names been, been... It's been radio silence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think it's been dragged through the dirt. Like if, if they were going to reply, they would have replied mm. by now. Yeah, it's and crazy. Yeah, it, it, is, it is amazing that they actually haven't, haven't shown any <laughs> efforts to make contact with you. And any word on... Hazelwood and Gateway, do you think they're in the same boat as Shannon? They're not as bad? Are they better? I think there's, there's a. It was. Appreciate that they reached out. Um, when the whole thing started, they did reach out. But then um, the, the prices are still. Are still <coughs> you see, the prices are one thing, but actually engaging with you, at least you can make change that. Because in the yeah. Gateway, we're in talks with them. We're, we're, we're very much kind of putting pressure on them, being like, look, you, you know what what this means to students and they actually were very like look we understand that they're going above me on on twitter uh like mm. i know it, it doesn't fix it but once you're actually talking to someone it makes it so much easier to actually make change yeah. same with hazelwood they're very involved but when someone's just completely not responding to you not telling you why these increases are not 
it just shows that they are just greedy mm. developers and they have no idea. It's kind kind of just sickening at this point. RT's picked it up, you know, it's been yeah, picked up by it's everybody. It's, it's, it's just nothing. Ever, like, it's been ever understood. It's not nationally <coughs> and yet there's, there's no response. Nothing. Uh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's quite bizarre. Um, one of the great things from my perspective watching the whole protest was the working together of this year's SU and next year's SU. So you had the likes of um, Craig, Carl and Vito. Um, and I'm sure all of them, I just, mm-hmm. just named the three of them. It is really good to see the two different years working side by yeah. side to try and fight. And also on the other hand, just, uh, just students who don't have any SU roles just kind of really helping out. Which, you know, like yeah. a lot of people. But as we said, like, those students are the driving force of this. Mm, like, the, yeah. SU, the SU can do any campaign we want. And we'd like some mental health week, which will always be a week, and we have always events. But like, for this like student activism, it doesn't really, it doesn't affect us because we're gone next year. So we could try as hard as we want, but we need the students with us too yeah. because that's where we get the main push. And we've had, in fairness, we've had some amazing, amazing students. I think like we've got Circa, uh, Circa Murphy has to get a shout out. Like she's been absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, Craig, Cal, who are also on the executives this year, which is really helpful. Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron, Jones Aaron Harper. Uh, like, and th- that's just to name a few like, there's still loads of the people who slept out with us who's with us and some of them are even from Dublin who uh, don't even have a student accommodation yeah. but they realise how important this issue is yeah. and Germain, think, actually, yeah. uh, with next year's first years coming in how do you think is the best way to make them aware if they haven't been already but get them involved and make them aware of what the situation is I think definitely in well next year's first year is definitely through the introduction the orientation week the, the introduction talks we talked a bit about different campaigns we had this year when we were when we were doing the talks ourselves about mental health week and sexual health week and all that kind of thing. But what will definitely have to be mentioned next year is the, the, the Trojan effort that's been put in to battle down a cost of living cost. Because I think just a very very small point that people always talk about the cost of education and like free fees versus versus paying for education. But that won't matter at all. Three and a half thousand is a drop in the ocean compared to the increasing. Uh, the spiraling out of control really increasing costs of, of, of education are yeah. much more of a commodity mm. and like it is just a massive exploitation like I mean I've been do I've read some reports on who actually owns the Chanel establishment they're by no means uh, poor or no. they're, they, they don't actually have a lack of money it's, it is basically just greed is what but that, increases and that, that's our that's our main point though, I think, like, it's just these green developers who just kind of care more about their back pockets than Education of students coming into and like as as Niall said as well, you have you know, access to education is so much it is much easier in, in Ireland. Like you know, your hair hair scheme, hair scheme, as I said, it's gonna make no difference if you can't afford to live uh, where you want college. It's 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 only costing it's only costing a full communications degree fees wise in DCU for one year accommodation that you don't. Um, yeah. you think if uh, these are successful in the end, if there's a price de- decrease, or would it be your proudest moment? Yes, you. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it would be. But even when we met Mary Mitchell Collin, the Minister of Higher Education, that was an extremely proud moment for me and Niall because it showed that we were actually, you know, our voices were heard. It wasn't just empty smoke. Sure, like, we were doing something, we were going somewhere, we were. And as I said, although we're, we're, we're on the way out, you know, we have the new team who will clearly support us. They've written an open letter, so it shows that it won't die either. So even though the price drop hasn't been said yet and I don't know if it will be said but we still have had immense you know immense pride in, in what we've done with this campaign and, and um, I suppose the whole Shannon shakedown thing came after the SD elections if it, if it had come earlier would you have been tempted to stay on and still and fight these price increases yeah no, I don't think so no. <laughs> I think that for me anyway you know, Podge, you have your term you make the most of it you move on 
because what, what what I've seen in other SUs or people who've run twice, you become dis disattached or you become disjointed from the students you represent. I, I'm very keen on that. As Bodge said, you're meant to the, the SU is there as a vehicle for change, but it's meant to harness the student initiatives, the student's energy. But if you're two years out of college, I just feel already I don't like I don't I don't know what fire means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I was I was, <laughs> I was I was contemplating I was contemplating going again, um, I was contemplating take, for a take, while for a while. I was contemplating taking that role, but I don't think yeah, I don't think I'd be able to fill his boots both physically and No, but but I, I there was that, and as I said earlier on, I do the reason I I enjoyed really being vice president was be, was because at times when I lose one of myself, I did have Niall to reel back in, and I hate to blow his own horn, but has been a fantastic leader in the role he's been in. And, and also, as he said as well, you'd always be afraid that like, there's moments in this job where, where you hate it. You're like, oh, that's just so stressful. And, and having the one year, you know, often kind of what drives you is like, right, I'm nearly done, do as much as I can. And I, I'd always be afraid that if I got the second year in, after a while, I, I wouldn't give the role 100% of what I could have, which would not only be, be bad for me, but it would also be disheartening for someone who would, would have run against me and perhaps might have lost. Not to, but, they would have, but you know what I mean. Like you'd hate to see someone in a position that you know you could do a better job in. Mm. Um, so I suppose the turn is coming to an end. Then I presume mm-hmm. around June time, uh, you'll be vacating your roles. What's the plan then after that? Oh, Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've no idea. Uh, that's why I was meant to be doing the last, last two weeks was looking for jobs. Expecting <laughs> protest came out of nowhere. Um, so from from now till June is when I'll be updating my CV and. Get a few interviews in. I don't even have a CV, which is awful. Um, my my essentially initially my my plan is to go a year away to Canada or New York, and mm. um, that's I say that now. I probably stay at home for the summer and work because a lot of my friends who are like low business and like, um, six of my best friends are low business and they're at home. So when I see everyone before I leave for a year, yeah. and then I'll have the summer to decide. Who knows? I could be back here. I could be that weirdo just. Like, <laughs> Remember me? Remember me? And to hijack the mic, what are you? What are your plans for the summer? For the summer, for the summer, all work. Uh, work. Uh, whatever. The crack. Yeah, whatever interviews. Uh, interviews. Over the course, I mean, I said it to Gav and Greg. If we have time and uh, our work schedules align, I'm sure we'll all come up. If we have an interview that we feel is worth coming mm-hmm. up for, which I'm sure we will. Um, I'll I'll be working full time down in Waterford where I'm from, uh, but I'll still be emailing as many people as possible. As always. Get them on the show, yeah. <laughs> That's great for you, though. Would you try and get onto like I know a lot of some people do the what's the East Coast FM? Was there one? Uh, uh, well, where I live, we have WLR. Mm. Yeah. What's the one? Love DCU. Beat. Beat. Oh yeah, beat. Uh, yeah, I. Inter- yeah, you brought that up. I am planning on. Sending them something or other, saying, "Hey, give me a little bit of work uh, to do in my extra time." Something like that. So this is obviously what you would like to do in the future. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, we we talked about this on previous ones. I myself would be lost with radio. Gav is a bit off the air that we're radio, TV, bit of both. Yeah, TV, yeah. T- TV's where I, where I would like yeah. to go. Yeah, TV's been. Um, but yeah, that the plan for the summer is save up a lot of money because, like Hodge. Mm. So we save a little bit of money for that. Obviously, save a bit of money for college. Yeah. Um, for accommodations. Yeah, accommodations. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, 
you have to do the crack goes to a few GA matches. Mm. Like uh, I'm from North myself, so they went to the hurling matches. matches yeah. My uh, my dad is from North County Dublin and Scaries, so we Colin thinks he's from Dublin, even though he's in Waterford. He does. Oh, you have the accent curl anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've I've been to nearly every Dublin match since. Why? Just he, he decided to bring me along. He um when I was younger, he used to leave me in my in my grandmother's house with an honorary t-shirt. Why do you carry that around with you? That's weird. <laughs> Just in case people make me prove it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, when I was younger, he used to just leave me with my grandmother's and then collect me afterwards. But he got to the stage was like, right, do you want to actually come to a match? And I was like, yeah. I used and to. Do you not feel like a traitor? No, because Waterford. Um, yeah, you should. It, <laughs> you should. It's, it's it's football. I didn't have a massive interest in it before. Waterford aren't massive because they fixed in football. Oh, or, uh, towards the end of Division Four this year. Uh, nice. And like it's just it's good to go and watch the games, even if I didn't support Dublin. Uh, they're very entertaining games, especially the games. Calvin for Sam. I uh, I actually used to go. To, I used to go to every double game myself up until I was sixteen because my cousin was actually on the team. He was actually captain for for two years, um, and I used to always, as I said, awfully much like whatever. We used to, we used to be fantastic, but but in the last number of years we dropped. I think our highest highlight was was we promoted Division Three, which was three years ago, and and yeah, but that's the, our biggest highlight in so long. So I used to go to every double game as well. I used to actually love going to the Croke Park Hotel and get my face painted from FM 104 <laughs> and then I go to the pitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'll, I'll probably take a few trips to the, the hurling and football matches, mm. uh, maybe a holiday at some point. Electric picnic at the end of the summer. And then Did you try and get one of the media passes for that? Wag your way. See, Greg actually did before. Yeah, no, he, he has he has media passes. Mm. So. He's not here, is he? No, Greg. he's not here. Where are you, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> he, he does send his apologies. He has his own reasons for not being here. Um, yeah, what are your plans for the summer, guys? C sessions in Dro- or not Drogheda. Bundoran. Uh, yeah. C sessions always good. Yeah, yeah second year in a row. Um, I don't know. I was thinking maybe Amsterdam or EP, one or the other. I I'd probably say EP because you could, you could definitely you could definitely go to Amsterdam next year in yeah. college with the society. And the lineup. Really lineup, yeah. I don't think it's that good. There's a few. Um, there's a few acts that I really different. enjoy. But but there's not I, I, there's no one in particular like uh, Dermot Kennedy he's my favorite artist he's playing but he's a yeah. small artist mm. but, uh, and Kendrick's cool yeah um, I'm big fan of Kendrick uh, Peter Kravitz I love the mm. uh, George Ezra oh yeah George Ezra is very good yeah. as well he's very um, yeah no I, th- I think that might be what time are you going to festivals no I did four years in EP and never I think I could be going to EP maybe Body and Soul actually Body and Soul is cool mm. I snuck in one night last year and it's just I'll call him now. But You're a festival. You got it. I know. I always shower EP. Yeah. You don't shower. Well, yeah. You don't shower. You, no, you just don't shower in general, but I always shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's EP. So. Um, no, but Greg, uh, so actually is five minutes down the road from EP. I was literally just going to uh, say that. Who is a pass? I don't know. He's just, he's a Need freelance it. journalist as well. So I was actually going to say, one of my best friends, that's my roommate, Brian, he lives in Portleash. Um, and... Every time we go to EP, well, it was only last year, not every time, we go to EP, we get up in the morning, go to his, have a nice fry, have a shower, uh. and then get back. But, but um, the best thing is, we go so early, and like we're really, really like, hungover because we're going, and we don't really want to be, but by the time we're back, people are just waking up, 
and we're nice and fresh oh, for the entire brilliant. day. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. And then beyond that, what kind of areas are you looking to get into, or do you have any idea at the moment? Free to go, Vino. No, uh, potentially some some sort of politics at some point, but not now. Uh, maybe some sort of fintech, financial technologies. Uh, yourself? Uh, I think is always what people. I think one of the, I, I'm hoping you don't have the attention span right now. No, I really <laughs> don't. Uh, I think I'd probably start up a YouTube channel as well. That's something I've always wanted to do, and I do regret not doing that earlier but, but I'd probably start that up I was, I was even thinking you should have done that this year but it's too hard no I, I want to do a lot of work um, I wouldn't, no but I'd like to do I think my first YouTube video is going to be a recap on this year um, but I think YouTube and media is always going to be where, where I'd love to see myself I think my ideal job actually what's, what, what would be your ideal job Graham Norton would be my job obviously not being him but that show would be my ideal Kind of, but like his show in particular, it's where they yeah. get like James Corden and all that, and they just do these stupid games that I just don't mm. enjoy. Whereas Graham Norton, it's literally him on a couch with celebrities, mm. and it's just really, really entertaining. He's very good. He feels like there's a lot of fun. Yeah. He, he is. He fills the room. Yeah. He doesn't need, doesn't need all the, the stupid and skits or anything like that. The we are not Graham Norton. When we, when, <laughs> we, when we tell people about the show and we're coming on, it's yes, a, around an hour of chat, and people mm. are like, no breaks, no music, no nothing, and like we have our segments here and there, like yeah. games that we play with guests. Um, but yeah, no, like we we try to create that atmosphere where it's just a, a conversation with mm. the guests, pretty much. And like, that's the idea. I think we're doing that. No, we're doing all right. Actually, yeah, what's right. what's your idea? Definitely a present or something. All power. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not actually that I don't know really. I'd love to be um, definitely part of some sort of like international team. Not like sports team, but I mean like a, like <laughs> a, 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 like a yeah. This is you'd be firing shots. I am firing. But definitely some sort of like like I know like even like a management company or wouldn't they call consultations like that? Yeah, yeah, consulting like definitely something that just is cross cross borders. I'd hate to be stuck in one place. Um, mm. How about yourselves? Um, is that our first year? We don't know yet. Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. If you offered me my ideal job, it would be hosting a radio show or a TV show, an interview-based mm. TV show. Yeah. I literally, like, like Graham Martin probably has his pick of the guests. He'd be like, I want that, that, that person. Yeah. I actually think for those shows, it's different. It's, it's You'd have, because it's usually PR companies would go to Graham Norton and yeah. whatever film is out they'd be like right, this is who you're going to have this week and they'd be like sound yeah, but I think when you get to his when you get to his level as well you don't really mind yeah, but I, he's getting big guests on the week like at the moment we're obviously we're independent college radios yeah radio. well you're massive guests yeah, on here yeah, so you know what I'm saying yeah no like we really have to to reach out for our guests which I'm happy to do like I'm happy to build ourselves up um, but I'd, be, I'd love to be in a position mm. where I have, to have my own show whether it be with them or not <laughs> who knows uh, we work well together so who knows um, would you, would, what, what kind of um, guess would it be would it be would you I like, would you like a mix people were like when we had Ross Munley on people were like oh so you're going to get sporting guests on I'm like no yeah. that's a bit of everything and like we did talk to Ross Munley about his footballing career but it didn't stop there we talked mm. about his academic career as well whether you like tea or coffee yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this, this I like tea I like tea too yeah. hmm? sugars yeah I won tea as sweet as it is but yeah like uh, this this show as it is now mm. it's, it's it's kind of a biography in a way we kind of 
we ask quest- questions about our guests to get to get to know them and, mm. and whoever's listening for the audience to to get to know them as well. Mm. So uh, I think uh, you actually have answered your, your, your no, I'm, I'm thinking um, something expressive like in TV media or something like that. I think would be ideal. Just being like um, I think Benny Jack said to us one time about uh, hijinks that it's just every week to get get all get it out of their system. Yeah. You know? um, something like that because mm. I think acting something that you love doing anyway. acting was something I always wanted to do and acting was one of my like, first that I loved but then the older I got and the more kind of my personality came out I kind of realised I'd rather actually be able to be myself and that's why I love the idea of presenting and, and like, an interview kind of guess I want I get to still be myself but also be in front of the camera speaking of acting Trainspotting is on in Helix tomorrow <coughs> at 7 my lovely co-host <laughs> Gavin is going to be starring in and Mother so. Superior guys you should, you which? Mother Superior yeah. Oh, which which one was wait, which one was uh, the the drug dealer? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that film is is. See, Robbie's not is he? Yeah, yeah. Is this your is this your stage debut? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I said I just give it a go. Um, and so naturally enough, I'm playing it. I do regret not getting involved in drama more. I I went for at the very first week I went in college. I went for not the very first week, but I went for two roles. And one was in the panther, one was in something else, and I got both roles. And then at the time, I cared far too much what people thought that I was like, no, 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 oh. I was too bad, so I didn't go for it. It's interesting because whenever I, like, I've been to two productions of Dance Down, I went to the Panther with me and Todd last week. Very and good. Go, coming out of both of them, like, I always love to do that, but I just know that I don't have the ability. I'm going to be in my boxers tomorrow night, so. And if yeah. that's not a reason to go, what else? Yeah, exactly. You see, guys. Right, I think we're almost out of time. Uh, a massive thanks to Niall and Hodge for, for coming in. I think it was a, it was a good show. Yeah. I think that lads, did you enjoy it? Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Perfect. Uh, for myself, Gavin, and our absentee co-host Greg, we miss you. This has been in conversation with. We'll see you again next Wednesday.